0: drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting, alive with fur and feather. As Elmen apparition, we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground.
1: Welcome to episode five of the Antipodean Arts Podcast.
0: Welcome.
1: This is Fio here, and I've got Brody Ann across from me. And I would like to take this time to acknowledge the traditional owners of the country in which we uh, record this um, podcast. And these are the Yagara and Turrbal people. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. And I honor and acknowledge the past and continuing injustices. Um, Happening and have happened to their ancestors and happening currently. And I also acknowledge and honor the survival of their cultures and languages and ways and societies and the continuing strength and the reviving creative power of the First Peoples of uh, this place that I live in um, and I honour the Mewa River and Mianjin, the place of the spiky, the place of the spike and uh, Kurulpa, which we are in now, the place of the water rat. she. Yeah.
0: It's so good to see your lovely face.
1: I oh well, I know. I know, <laughs> but
0: I've missed you. You've been on travels. Yeah,
1: I have. I have been away for a lunar cycle, mm-hmm. and now it's the new moon again. And the last time I was with you, we were holding each other, and I was singing a Scottish traveller prayer me cry in the street. Yeah, as the as I saw the new moon, and and we just walked out of the bottle shop, and because uh, we're that yeah. way, and yeah. we saw and we saw the new moon again, and I was like, oh, I don't have time to sing it. Um, we just. You bowed,
0: I curtsied and yeah, we, we did the, the thing, podcast. we did the
1: thing that you do, yeah. you know, in British folklore. You bow, you curtsy and, and sometimes you flip a silver, a sixpence or a penny around well, in your pocket. My
0: nanny used to turn a silver penny in her pocket yeah. and curtsy at the same yeah, time. That's what
1: you do. <laughs> Lots of traditions have it. It's yeah. amazing how prolific that is. It is. And yeah, I was away. I was away teaching in um, Dharawal land and Wurundjeri country and in Aotearoa, and, which is also called New Zealand, and that was the first time I'd been there, and I got to go to both the North and South Island, wow. and it was, such a, it was such a bizarre space to be in because it's only been occupied by humans for just a little over 1,000 years, yeah. um, and that's really insane because I have spent most of my time in a country that's been occupied by humans for like 80,000 years, yeah. and so I'm like, holy fuck, this is weird, and they only have one native mammal, which is a bat, <laughs> but oh, actually that's kind of a lie. It's considering a lie. they have sea lions,
0: that's true. They're mammals.
1: Yeah, so I don't know what the, I don't know whether they consider that as part of their. I don't know. It's really weird, but but there's a lot of birds, and they have of course they have invader invasive species that the Europeans brought with them and some that the Polynesians brought. But um there's uh there's possums are a big problem there. Yeah. Like our possums They're are awful. a huge problem there. But they have fucking hedgehogs.
0: I can't believe they have hedgehogs. They have you hedgehogs, blew my mind.
1: Weasels and stoats or how stout stoats.
0: Stoats, yeah. They
1: don't have foxes. That blew my mind. Well,
0: they, that's good. I, we that's, haven't... that's good.
1: But I was like, wait, and I I realized. Aotearoa and Australia are vastly more different than I was raised to believe. Yeah. Like that it's it, like, yes, similar histories of European invasion and colonization from Britain, etc., but stories. completely different. Mm-mm. And because of the way the, the Maori and the, um, the kind of the European descendant people relate or have related, which is still being historically and currently crap, but there, there were differences. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> so it's ve- it's very different and the whole thing is different. And you like I went to a druid ceremony and there was there were several people who sang in Maori in the oh, ceremony that's and that, honestly they were my favourite parts and oh. they were people who were raised in community. But I was just like, Holy shit, what's going on? I just don't see that in Australia. But again, yeah. it's different. Yeah, Um and some of that might, we might get into later with our guest, but or well, maybe not, but we'll see. But what about you, Brodie-Ann? Like what's been going on with you?
0: Lots has been going on. It's been a um a, a difficult time, but a time as it always is of initiation and of of um, of magic. So I had a, a close friend um, pass away um, while you were away. You knew she, that my friend Katia was unwell, and, mm. and she's passed away. So death is never easy, but it's especially hard when it's a young person. But I found myself stepping into a role of um, of being close to her and, and helping. Her through that process, I hope. And um, her funeral is next week, so I've mm. been through a different kind of initiation. Yeah. Um, and feeling stronger for it. Yeah. Different to last Friday. I was a bit of a, a hot mess after taking on um, a little bit too much. I think mm. in the best way possible. But yeah, been sad. But in in a in a healthy good way. Yeah. I've grieved, and I feel like. Once I opened those floodgates, I felt like I was just, I couldn't stop crying. Then I was grieving for lots of things. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about that with our guests too, but I do feel as though I've taken on, well, we all do take on world trauma and take on some of the traumas that have, have been present in our, in our own um, country of late. So Mm. I felt like I had a lot to, to keen for,
2: Mm. and
0: that is part of my role. And, and part of the work of my gods, yeah. so I embraced it. But um, I would like to say Katia's name as much as I can, and, and I will yep. do during this show in her memory.
1: Yeah, what is remembered lives. <sighs> and also, currently, I mean, right now is a is a rally, is a huge mm. organized protest. That's um blocked the city, like I saw a post earlier today um, that was put out by the council, the Brisbane City Council, saying from five to seven, the CBD will be locked down because of protest disruption. Yes. So they already knew. Yep. And there's just there's just going to be tens of thousands of people in there because Adani was put forward by both Labour and National and all the fuckwads oh that God. are in the Parliament and in the state Parliament and um, who seem to not give a shit about anyone at this point, children, indigenous dollar. people, like non humans, the land itself—they just don't give a shit. And so, obviously, that's why there's all this anger and rage. And um, several of our beloveds are out there, are there and, tonight. and we're recording, and we and need to mention are with it. Them
0: and I feel as though we're trying to do our bit here tonight, and especially with the wonderful guests we have on. Um, but a part of our, our souls and our fetches are with them. In the city now, across the river from us.
1: Yeah, across Mewa. Yeah, they're they're definitely meeting in Mianjin in the in this place of the spike. So may they mm. have that, you know, that pointed, precise yes. fire and water of the river um, to guide them. And also I I really feel that there are cracks. Like, like like, it is easy to fall into despair and I think it's important to feel despair and grief and anger and rage and to hold them and let them be real and valid. And I think it's also important to remember, especially as, well, as human beings and as mammals, but as witches, that there are cracks in everything mm. and that we can make those cracks bigger and bigger and bigger. And as, you know, the tyrannical oppressive structures Kind of buck and and grasp and hold that we can keep opening up cracks of of um, in the cosmos and in and in our reality and yeah. bring through you know um, what is sometimes called in parts of Central America. Um, uh, el mundo bueno, like the good reality. And I'm just like, there is, sometimes it feels like we're skating on, um, like this thin ice that separates us from the bad reality where everything is just shit and terrible. And there's like constant inevitable pain, but actually it's pretty precarious and we can stretch things out. And, um, I feel the cracks forming. It's like in that Leonard Cohen song, you know, there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Yes. ring the bells that still can ring, forget your perfect offering. So sometimes I think, especially in the West, we're like, we have to do this perfectly. This protest has to be perfect. Our activism has to be perfect. Our anti-racism has to be perfect. Our decolonization has to be perfect. And that's not, that's not the way yep. because that's more Western capitalist bullshit. Yep. And it's like, actually we just in process and, and each of us has wisdom and we need to shut up more and go in and remember that we're animals yep. and remember that we're animals that survive and live with the land, which is full of animals and plants and mountains and rivers. And that's probably the way we'll get somewhere.
0: Yep. Agreed.
1: Yeah. <sighs> oh, I don't that, know. It's fucked. <laughs> it's, no. I, and it's also fucked.
0: <laughs> it's fucked. Listen, look. I Listen. Listen to me. I obviously have been in a darker frame of mind. I can be the, the girl, you know, the glass half-empty girl, mm. um, but I feel as though like you are saying, allowing that rage, that sadness, that primal nature, that primal part of myself to, to really lean into it. Yeah. Not let it overwhelm and overtake me, but lean into it. Sometimes I get frustrated with the people who are able to walk around like everything's
1: okay. Yeah, they must be really resisting oh, knowledge. Well, we also call that ignorance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to give it any names. And but privilege. I, it's privilege. It's privilege and... I sort of uh, I was speaking to some uh, someone else who was struggling with some grief lately, and, and I was saying, "Look, I'm more worried about the people who aren't responding in these ways, who aren't feeling a little overwhelmed, or aren't feeling a, a sadness or an underlying grief in yeah. their everyday lives. Not not every moment. We should be grateful for the the privilege that we do have, and, yeah. and acknowledge it in that way. But yeah, it is it is hard to see how anyone for instance, a Dhani that we're going to speak about tonight could be so ignorant and so short-sighted mm. to think that we can poison and, and strip Australia of our natural water. Um,
1: it's also, it's just greed. Just greed. Like realistically, it's also that there are really, really, really greedy people out there who mm. want to keep lining their pockets. Like thats that's ultimately it as well.
0: It's important not to despair and 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 say it's too hard and sit out like you were saying Mm. we have to step up we Mm. have to get in um we have to shut up Mm. um which is funny we're on a podcast all we're doing is talking (laughs) hopefully we're creating spaces um but yeah we we need to to take action yeah we should we should be raging we should be upset
1: Mm-hmm, yes, yeah. and we should be, we, well, should is a funny word, but, and we, and we, I'll say it, and we should be loving each other. We
0: should be loving, above all.
1: And on that note, you may have heard, like, two minutes ago, like, a little ding, ding, that's because my computer's here.
0: Oh, hi, And computer. my computer's
1: here, and I have shut Facebook, my computer's here uh, because we have Zoom opened and we have our lovely guest, yes. Sal, Um and I always pronounce your um, last name wrong, Sal. What Can you say it to me? Is it Lavallee? Lavali. Lavali. And Sal is someone I have known since 2012. That's when we first met. And Sal is a Nagarago woman and, uh, and also of UN descent. And she currently lives in Dharawar country, which is also called Campbelltown, or that's part of it, part of the larger region. And, um, and I love Sal. I'm really into Sal. So, (laughs) so Sal is a wildwood and reclaiming witch. She is a magnificent artist. Um, she's a meditation teacher. Um, she works in indigenous health. She's a lot of a lot of things to a lot of people. And I know that many, many people, um, around Australia really, really, um, love and respect Sal and Sal's work. And, uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing it blossom and grow and deepen. Um, and I, and I can, I can just tell that it's just going to keep going that way. Um, and so it's just such a honor and, uh, Privilege to to have Sal uh, here on on Antipodean Arts Podcast, our second guest.
0: Welcome, Sal.
2: Thank you. That's lovely for you. Thank you. <laughs> it's all true. And how are you this evening? Good, good. I've had a um, a big day. I've been doing some. Uh, I've been doing an art residency in the palliative care ward in Liverpool Hospital. And uh, delivered an artwork today to a family member um, of somebody who was on the palliative care ward. So it was a big, yeah, a big day oh, that's today. That's beautiful. I'm good. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's good work. So Sal, I'd love—I mean, I spoke about you, but I'd love to just hear. I mean, we would all love to hear about like what—what what do you care about? What are your passions? What—what what is your work in the world at the moment?
2: Ah, okay, <laughs> that's a big question, isn't it? Yeah, my passions at the moment are um well the art, the work I've been doing in the palliative care, working with community, uh doing work in the arts and um you know, my biggest passion really at the moment is uh doing the work for the Nyarigo down on country, mm. uh doing the lands management stuff down there with the um with, with my elders and with the national parks, which is really important work. Um, yeah. So Lots of things going on at the
1: moment. <laughs> yeah, you always look so busy. Um, even if I didn't know you, if I was just to look at like social media and some of the things you post, I'm like, oh god, that that girl's busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's just so much going on in the world, right? And just I know that I know that in um, Indigenous communities, it can often be. Um, there's a lot of there's a lack of resources um, given by the you know, the sitting government of the day. So I know that it can often be um, a lot.
2: Yeah, it is. And it is hard sometimes. Like there's, there's, of course, there's so much we want to do specifically down on country. We want to bring our mob down to country. We want to, um, you know, ensure that we're caring for country and stuff down there. And it's hard because you need funding to bring people back to country.
1: Yeah, you do. and
2: and And to do, you know, practice those those, uh, you know, those traditional cultures of of sitting with the elders and talking in language and, um, you know, doing all that kind of work.
1: Yeah. So, Sal, what is um, what is country? Like, there's, there, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of our listeners are from other continents. Yeah. So, um, what is country?
2: Well, when I say country, I'm talking about the place of my ancestors. So, the place where, um, in particular, where my grandmother. Um, was born. She was born on the banks of the Snow River, and in a traditional way. And um, when I when I'm talking about country, I'm talking about that place. That place where uh, my ancestors have been living for tens of thousands of years. And um, but it's not just that. It's beyond that. That land is um, a part of me, and it's my. It's part of my spirit. It's my family, the spirits of that place, are my family, my kin. And um, so, when I when I say country, I'm I'm talking about land, but on a, a different kind of understanding of what that means. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a
0: beautiful analogy or well, metaphors. They're trying to get people to understand what that means because the word gets thrown around a fair bit, mm. um, and I guess especially in the case of of speaking about um the environment mm. we're not just talking about dirt and trees and rivers we're talking about the the actual spirit of the the land itself and and beings that are there um I guess from a, a witch perspective, um, people overseas might might understand it not just being ancestors, but perhaps elementals, uh, spirits of of the stones, of the trees themselves, each being individual and and uh, unique to themselves. Does does that sound about right? Yeah. So absolutely. when you're fighting for it, it's it's fighting for those beings as well as the actual.
2: Yeah, soil. absolutely. Fighting for the spirits of that place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and their belonging there. You know, um, <clears throat> it's really important to protect that. I feel. Yeah, and um, and not only that, the spirit of those beings, but also um, the protection of um, culture and and uh, like, what am I trying to say? <laughs> the spirit of. I I I believe and I've been taught by my elders that story is held within the land yeah. and within the rocks and stones. And so yeah. our story from all those thousands of years, our people, is held in that land as well. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, we're actually from that land. It's that's there's no real separation between us and the land. We are one. Yeah. And it's we're living and walking and breathing together as one as, being. As a one being, yeah. yeah, so to to destroy the land and to take that away, it's to take a part of us mm-hmm. and to destroy a part of us. yeah, yeah, so it's 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 important for environmental reasons, but um even for spiritual and cultural reasons mm-hmm. as well,
1: yeah, well, I guess it sounds like to me, it sounds like it's all just linked. It's all the same. Oh, like, yeah, like I yeah. know, I know for me, like when you say country, immediately I can feel that I'm carrying Bali in me and I've also had the deep fortune of going back to my mother's ancestral lands and um, where, you know, for tens of thousands of years, probably not as long as your people have been here, Sal, but for, you know, tens of thousands of years, her people have lived and died and I can feel both the deep, innate connection to Ireland and Scotland and, and, and Britain but also the dispossession, like how when my convict ancestors and when my quote unquote free settler ancestors came to australia they were they were carrying either cultural dispossession but also they they left they had they were moved off their lands and um that happened a lot into to poor people and to peasants and farmers and it was Mm -hmm. very top down but um but then to come here right and then to take to inter- have have that internalized and passed down as some form of like sickness and dispossession, and then to through the systems of the day turn that against the peoples of this vast and continent. Do
0: the exact same. Yeah, thing it's again. really
1: um, it's the trick of empire, isn't it? It's what empire yes. wants people to do, and yeah. so. I think I think if people really took the time to actually just listen to like what you just said, Sal, about country, it mm. becomes blatantly clear why it's
0: not just about fighting for a piece of land.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or how or what land actually is, like yeah. right, like what it actually is and how and how culture comes up out of the land and our and our ancestral mm. multigenerational connection to it and how how important language is and how important rituals are. And like in the work of witchcraft that that you and I do, Brodie and like mm. a lot of it is so con- connected to our British and Irish ancestors. And for me, like I have this beautiful, full Balinese side that is full and doesn't need to be healed, really. Yes. Like, and then I have this other side of my mother's ancestors, which really needs a lot of healing because of the violence of colonialist Christianity and the legacy of Rome and the invasion of Rome. Don't get me started. And then all the sicknesses of what happened um, after, you know, and then coming here and the the falling out of right relationship or being complicit, um, because any settler, any, any person who's descended from settlers or continues to exist in settler systems, which we do in Australia, um, is probably a little bit com- complicit. Um, I'm curious, I'm curious, Sal, like, what your view as an indigenous woman is, on, is on, is on the current political reality of Australia.
0: Mm, that's a big question. <laughs> We're asking you all the big ones
2: tonight, Sal.
1: You can tell us to fuck off. Yeah, you can swear too. It's it's fine. We swear all the time.
2: Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. It's a big one, and I think if more people understood that, like, I just feel like um, that is that complicit, you know, that people are, and oh, it's it's hard to kind of um, ex talk to people if they're not kind of willing to see the other side um, of the conversation. So uh, it's hard. It's really hard because there's so much that we need to do and every single day we're fighting so hard and so Mm -hmm. much energy is put into it. Sometimes there's that fatigue but you can't stop. We're we're continuously Mm -hmm. having to fight. Constantly, and it's a real it's a real struggle because it's a matter of getting people to see how it's affecting us, mm. and what that dispossession of land and you know the 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 stealing away of culture, how that affects us and how we have come of you know how, how that um, affects us today. It's ongoing; those those mm. those kind of effects of. Um, you know, being taken off land and being told that we can't speak our language and we and we, um, you know, can't can't uh, practice our cultures. Mm. And it's it's just such a it's just such it's not something that can be kind of expressed in one in one little conversation. No,
1: no of not. course not.
2: It's, it's so immense, and it does affect every every part of. My life, really, and my family's life, and the people I work with that in the Aboriginal health, I see it every single day, mm. and it's tr- and it's real, and it's true, and it's and I think I've I've said this to Fio before. You know, you see all the numbers and you see all the reports that the government, you know, is 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 putting together, and for clo- in close the gap, for example, you know, we see these numbers of people who are dying, but what we need to look at uh, is the actual people being affected, like, people forget that that's my family who are dying young and that's my, you know, my my community who are dying young. Our communities are, are shrinking because of these, all of these things that are happening to us as a result of dispossession and, and all those, you know, everything that's happened. Mm. But in saying that, I mean, we fight hard, like I said yeah. before, we fight hard every single day. Yeah. All day. <laughs> to turn things around. And like Aboriginal people we're really strong mm-hmm. and we're resilient and um, we have wonderful allies. And so we're going, it's, it's, I mean, it's a constant, constant struggle, but we are getting there and it's happening and change is occurring and people are listening. And, and I, I do see that it, things will happen, like things will change.
0: What are the I things that that are giving you hope at the moment, Sal?
2: I see, I see, um, I see kids. For example, I do some work with young Aboriginal women and older Aboriginal w- women um, who who are going through some really tough things in their life, and I see them embracing their culture and their spirituality. And when I see them connecting, mm. I see. strength and I see they can get through anything so when I see when I see that my people connecting to culture and connecting to community and connecting to country it brings me hope and I know that um, you know our our ways traditionally of doing things are a lot different to the white way of doing it (laughs) and um but we're learning, like I feel like we're infiltrating and we're learning how yes. they thought and we have people kind of, you know, um, going into government and and really getting us into that way and and fighting from within as well mm. but not losing our integrity, yeah. our cultural integrity either.
1: Yeah. And that's yeah. possible. I, I can see it with um, like Linda Burney, for example, is a Absolutely. clear example to me of that.
2: Yeah. Love, Linda. <laughs> Mm,
1: (laughs) i'm also interested sal like to kind of flip the flip it into a different area because i know you and i've had plenty of these conversations you're also you're also a a witch and um and i'm curious about what you notice in modern witchcraft scenes or communities um around which are mostly populated by people of european descent you know who are white in the system um what do you notice in those spaces? How safe and um, welcome, welcoming are they to people of colour and Aboriginal people? Like what have you noticed um, over oh, your many yeah. years of being involved?
2: Yeah, I mean it's different every time and it depends on the community, like the, the group of people. Um, I mean in reclaiming I, I found that there's a great kind of push for listening and learning and um, doing the right thing on land, and to not to you know to a kind of um, respect respect the spirits of, of place, and to respect the elders and the cultures and um, the existing kind of sacredness of the of the land. And but then I've seen the opposite of that, where some people um, don't understand the need for that and don't under sometimes some people don't understand um the ancientness of the spirit of this place and that it's been nurtured by people in in like sacred ways in magical ways for a very long time do you find that kind of shocking yeah so i see like i kind of seen i don't see that too often which is wonderful what i do see a lot are people really, really willing to understand how they can do things in a respectful way? How can we do our craft on this land in a way that is going to be respectful to the spirits of this place? So that's something I see a lot, and it's really beautiful to see.
0: That's awesome. You think as a witch that that would be an incredible gift that that's being given to you to to get an in with with mm. the with this spirit. You oh yeah, absolutely! It, trying to do a ritual or ceremony anywhere without having spirits of place on side is just a hot mess. Why would you even <laughs> do it? Jeez, <laughs> jeez, Louise. <Exactly. laughs> <Yeah. But> also, <laughs> and
1: also the willingness and humility to know when to leave a place alone. Oh, oh God, you know, that is so yeah. important. And probably yeah. not to do any non-indigenous ritual Work ceremony there. in like known sacred places yeah i
2: think when it comes to known sacred places if you do go there just go if you feel a sense that you're even allowed into that space um if it's known as a as as a space where people are allowed to visit then you can like absolutely visit but i wouldn't be performing any ceremony there no but um yeah, but like otherwise I mean I heard I think I think it was this lovely podcast you were talking about um vibing out a space when when you go to do ritual on the land or anywhere actually and and kind of you know opening your heart and sensing and asking the land is it appropriate for me to be doing this yeah. work in this place and then really listening and and you know listening to the answer and that's and that's beneficial for the spirits of place but also for you Your too. Yeah, magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think any witch who hasn't yourself. tried
0: to open open up in a space and has been told no and hasn't yeah. walked away. Yeah. That's that's well, a worry have, for me. I have some
1: stories. Not 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 mine <laughs> luckily, but I definitely have some stories. Yes. I, think I'll, we I'll, all do. I I always like to tell this one story and I I will not out the person, but this person um is a, friend, a dear friend of mine. Um, I won't even out their gender. Is a, is an Alexandrian, which um, and they were went to this uh, a cave, um, and I'm not even going to say where, but it was in Australia, and they knew. They knew that it was uh, like a like a male mystery cave, and they went and they asked the spirits, and they said, "Can I do my ceremony here?" And they heard a begrudging maybe or kind of yes. Which, if you hear that answer, you you respectfully go, "Thank you, but I'm going to leave." Yeah. Um, and they conti- they continued doing their Wiccan ceremony in in the cave, and uh, their experience was that they were that they were. Sp- physically psychokinetically pushed like full they, like they told me they flew out mm. and that was the last time they <laughs> <laughs> walked that fine line
2: uh-huh. and that's
1: a very that person's a very respectful person Yeah,
2: mm. but i guess
1: they really learned how actually you like known known sacred sites but also then but, like, if you don't get an, like in consent, if yes. you don't get an enthusiastic fuck yes, yes. Or, some, or some version of Walk that, away. you just go. Yep. You, respect, you go, oh, thank you, I'm going to go.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think it's always good to check in and then, yeah, that enthusiastic consent. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah.
0: Look at this dead air. <laughs> We're all looking. I'm looking at the screen. It's, it's I'm looking be- at him. No, it's not you, Sal. So we're obviously need to have in the laptop in yeah. here. I'm looking at your beautiful face, and I'm looking oh. across at this guy, and he's just looking at me like I don't know. Well, no, you ask but- the next one, and I'm like,
1: oh. I talked too much. That's why. I'm oh, am I'm I I'm being a
0: bit quiet? I'm trying. I'm not. I'm nervous too. So yeah, every time we do the podcast, I get the nerves. I don't know why.
1: We get the jitters. I get the, jitters. Get the jitters.
0: But I, I get the same every time before I went on stage. I yeah. still do every time before I, I give a talk or anything, always nervous. I think it's a good thing. My theatre teacher told me that the day that you go to do something like that and you're not nervous, you don't want to vomit, you need to quit. <laughs> so <laughs> I take it as a good true. sign that's that like, true. I have the fire in my belly for it. That's why I, I care about it and I'm nervous. But we shouldn't be nervous. This is a safe space and I'm looking at your mug it's beautiful. We'll get there.
1: Mugs and pugs. I wish there was a pug across from us as well. Oh my God, I oh. a little dog. Oh. So, Sal, I'm curious about um, your 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 witchcraft and um, how you like how you came to witchcraft as a spiritual path and how you how you work with your Aboriginal spirituality and your witchcraft.
2: Yeah, well, I suppose I mean, like many witches, I feel I was born into it.
1: Yeah. Yes,
2: yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yeah. And, um, but I suppose the, I, I mean, I was raised to with my Aboriginal spirituality and understanding, you know, my Yarigo connection and understanding that there is more and that the land is, um, a being and there's many spirits. And I was raised with that. So I suppose it wasn't a real surprise to me when I realized I was a witch. And, um, it's, um, it's a pretty silly story actually when I realised it was uh, in the late 90s and um, witchcraft was very vogue. Vi- it was very yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. same know, time as me. And, yeah, yeah, and all this. And so, um, of course, I was reading a book and, with a friend and we decided we wanted to do a ritual and we, I lived close to the beach. So uh, one evening we decided we were going down to the beach and, and doing a ritual and um the moon was full not we didn't we didn't know that we were planning we weren't planning (laughs) that it just happened to be and it was rising over the ocean that night and I remember we just did this impromptu ritual and it was quite ecstatic and I and I felt it to my core and I knew in my spirit and my soul that that this is real um, and I knew that's what I was meant to be doing and so we did this amazing ritual and my friend and I w- walked home and she kind of went on with her life and I became a witch <laughs> <laughs> so I carried on I carried on whereas she kind of moved on from things and um that's been it from there so I you know did a um, yeah so but, um, I, I mean, I was it was kind of cool because my mum was always into tarot and she really encouraged me with astrology and used to buy me books and things like that before I before I knew. Yep. So there was, was already kind of little things in my life that was kind of encouraging it. So um, I used to play, for example, with my mum's tarot cards because I really loved the imagery and not really knowing what it was. So I was kind of always had something there. But well, yeah, and then um, I don't know. I became an adult, <laughs> and um, I'm I was still a solo, doing that. Yeah, solo witch for a long time, and I've you know. Then I decided I needed to meet community, and I found beautiful, glorious witches, and I found Theo, and I found um, this beautiful community. Um, Suzanne <clears throat> Ray. Suzanne Ray, I found Suzanne Ray, which is wonderful. And um, yeah, so I, I, uh, yeah, I think it all progressed from that night on the beach.
1: (laughs) I think we all have a night on the beach. (laughs) I definitely have one.
0: Actually, I I did it a couple of weeks ago at North Stratty. Mm. I was, oh, I'd had a funny. yeah, I just had an opportunity to go over and I wasn't going to do it and then I got told to do it, mm. as you do. My uh, spirit kicked me up the butt and I drove to the ferry and the minute I sat out the back by myself on the ferry and a dolphin jumped out of the water oh. and no one else saw it and I was like, all right, and then I'm, I'm coming. And I got to the island and built myself a little, like with some driftwood, made myself a little bit of a camp. I guess, slept on the sand and it was a full moon. And I watched the sunset and the moon rise and the moon set mm. and then the sunrise in the morning. And sneaky, Brody yeah. It was very yeah. sneaky and it was very, yeah, when you feel it in your bones. Yeah. felt it in my waters, so... <laughs> Yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh yeah it was good except the bloody curlews so
1: oh those fuckers
0: <laughs> They surrounded my camp at like um, three or four in the morning on the beach and it was really spooky. like they're well, always spooky but I've heard that this I've heard different They were literally just walking around and around where I was sleeping.
1: That's interesting because Ooh. I've heard that the um, like the nations around this area mm. consider curlew um, cries the voices of the dead.
2: Yes, I've heard that too.
0: Yeah. Well, that'd be why it was going mm. to my core. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I spoke to them. I Asked them very nicely to move along.
2: Uh-huh. Well, they wanted but to talk to you. They
0: clearly. did, but they didn't go anywhere. They did. They did uh-huh. hang out. But it was. Yeah. There's something about North Australia, isn't there? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Minderabah. Yeah.
0: Min-Jeribah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's a special place. Mm. Um, we're very lucky, I guess, in this land to have so many places like
1: that. That's true, actually. That's I was a good looking thing at that beach and going,
0: like, oh my goodness, how yeah, we're, this is less than an hour from Brisbane mm. city. And there's a I, forget that. I think it's third largest sand island in the world. Yeah. And it's just this incredible, like so many native birds and uh, it was whale and dolphin mm. um seasons. So yeah, the whales are my The whales were going through. Ooh. Apparently there were heaps off the headland. It's kind of a, a crazy incredible place to be so close to And Griffin.
1: there's all there's
0: koalas. I didn't get to see any koalas. I did see some um numbats. <gasps> Like some little guys, they they
1: numbats or quolls? No, they weren't quolls. Oh, and they bandicoots.
0: Came, bandicoots. Yeah, I think they I, were bandicoots. Because I don't think we have
1: numbats in this region. Okay,
0: we had bandicoots then. Because little guys with the kangaroo back legs, kind of pointy rodent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bandicoots. Oh my god, the bandicoots came right the cheek of these buggers. They came right <laughs> into camp, and they were yeah hanging out all night. It was there was pretty pretty wild but yeah we've
1: working nine to five what a way to make a living a that, i don't know why bandicoot. but i just i just imagine these bandicoots like gathering around you and singing that song <laughs> with dolly, Parton with dolly in the Patton. background.
0: that's funny i had that dream while i was there <laughs>
1: it's because i'm psychic.
0: i always dream about dolly that's nothing new um I was thinking before, Sal, when you were talking um, about mm. country, I saw something also, awesome. I think I might have shared it from our our um, podcast page on Facebook. That so for our overseas listeners, we have a children's television show here called Play School, which yeah. is kind of like a huge part of all of our childhood. Here, we you know,
1: it's like um, ses- it's like it's kind, kind of, of like, like our Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, because it has it has humans and puppets yeah. and. Um, yeah uh and animated bits and yeah it was kind of our introduction to lots of things wasn't it yeah. uh, very educational the square window the round window the arched window did we ever know which window it was going to be it was pretty <laughs> no. amazing we didn't we didn't um mystery it, it was a mystery but i um shared an article because it, it, they have finally got a first nations aboriginal australian child will uh I think we should, it's the technical term, puppet or toy on on that show. I'm not sure. Um, I think her name's Kaya. Yeah, Kaya. Kaya. I was so excited to see that and to hear um, some
1: incredible, like,
0: First Nations Australian actors on the show as well, introducing
1: her. Like and Hunter Page Lockhart.
0: Was that who it was?
1: <gasps> yes, it was. I have a big crush on him. Oh, so he's so very, I know, tr- very, So I always know when handsome. he's on something. Yeah,
0: very handsome. <laughs> There was Mm. some tall drinks of water there. There were some Mm -hmm. tall drinks of Mm. water. And they had a beautiful big map of Australia on the ground made out of sand and they were colouring it with different coloured sands. I can't the episode. And they they were teaching Mm. the children, I only heard a snippet of it, a song about country. And, and them like a blessing, it almost like with their gestures they were doing, it's like they were teaching children to bless country. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, what an incredible opportunity for, I wish that we had that for a start. Mm, but like too. you were saying then to have, you know, perhaps in 10 years' time, not even five years' time, young kids who've grown up with that introduction to First Nations culture in Australia, what mm. how open they will be to understanding what what is actually going on,
2: mm, are you absolutely. excited about it? Oh, I'm so excited! And I same as you. I wish that was around when I was a kid, so I could have seen myself reflected back yes. on, on the television. And um, I know. So many Aboriginal kids throughout the country are going to love Kaya, mm. and they're going. To, and that episode comes out on Monday, I think. Oh, excellent. Because I want to watch it. Yeah, we'll have to watch it. Yeah, and, um, watch it. And, and that snippet of the song is so beautiful, kind of um, teaching about caring for countries. Yes. And that was and the bit that got me. I was already so yeah. yeah it was beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful and it's beautiful and it's and it shows. You know that there's more of an understanding. I've done a um, a lot of work in with arts with young, you know, with young ones, little ones, um, of um, all different races here in Australia, and 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 there is a big push to, to learning and a thirst for knowledge. And it's beautiful, like uh, a thirst for understanding, I should say. And um, I'll never forget, I was running a little workshop, I think it was for NAIDOC week, I think it was last year, and um, we are making little clay toys in um, in this little school. And it's, these tiny little kids, I was asking them all these questions about, now, do you know what this is and do you know why we did this? And they shocked me because they knew the answers to every single little question. And, and because they're learning. That's awesome. Because, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. How old were they? They were tiny. Well, they were t- tiny. Look, I don't know the like age prep? of children.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> little people. Were, yeah, little kids, yeah. yeah. So they were all from different grades. Ah, uh, yeah. From really little to kind of year sixes, yeah. Yeah. And it was just wonderful to hear that they knew and they understand and they're learning and, yeah, so play school, Yes, well <laughs> school for the win. Yeah, absolutely. I think everything
0: down to even um, her clothing, like her dress and everything, is made yes, with indigenous, and prints. it was designed
2: by an um, First Nations artist. Uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. The doll was designed by an artist, and the clothing and I love yeah. that. Yeah, and even the backdrop, those trees, yes, be of traditional design. They've gone all just, out. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's about time. Wow! <laughs> yeah, long past,
1: long past, really. Long, yeah, yeah. So, so, Sal, I'm also curious Sal. about um, how, um, in in your knowledge and experience, um, how things like protests, like th- that are happening currently in this particular land, um, mm. like for things like a, to protest against Adani, like how does that link in with like Aboriginal civil rights movements that you know of? Like, mm-hmm. h- how does that connect in? Um, on a broader level, because to me it all seems quite linked.
2: Oh yeah, I think it's all linked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, we've been protesting since the since ooh, like nineteen. When was it? Long time, <laughs> yeah. long time. But yeah, I think it's all linked. I mean, uh, I mean, the, there's protests. Uh, I know some First Nations people um, from up around the area where Adani is. Being mo- where it's uh, marked out for mining, mm. uh, protesting, and I mean it's all connected, isn't it? I mean, what's affecting those lands? Mm. What's what the mine is affecting the environment? It's affecting country, mm. like we were talking about before, mm. pe- the country of people. Yeah.
0: I think it's actually that that um, mob is actually taking is one of the the last sort of. Uh, Legal legal barriers, obstacles? yeah, that yeah. they have to get across. So I think it's actually, yeah, on. like, yeah one of the the latest steps mm. that's been taken. So that mob is taking is taking them to federal court, and it might come down to the strength of of uh, First Nations, First Nations peoples, yeah, peoples yeah. and their connection and sovereignty yeah. in, in which that is place. very heartening
1: because it's like as we know it, that's it's very fierce and very strong. Mm. So like mm. that that I didn't know I didn't know that I actually yeah. thought that it was all. okay. It was all above board now because of our stupid parliament.
0: No, they f- they flip flopped on it again, so they're going to have to throw a couple more things mm. in the way.
1: Yeah, and there's all those also those silent arrows that witches know about. Wink, wink, notch, mm-hmm. nudge,
0: nudge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be sending those. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I imagine other spirit workers throughout the land.
0: <laughs> there's, a, there's a few great books that have come into Eclectica recently on. Um, witchcraft as activism yeah and and us speaking about that more and more and and i think
1: yeah one of them's i think by my friend david salisbury yes so shout out to david for his great book i didn't
0: know it was a friend of yours yeah i have an uncle called david salisbury so the same time i see those books i'm like i know my uncle wrote a book on cleansing (laughs) the household yeah i've actually (laughs) i've
1: I've read it it's really great it's really Mm. formulaic logical thorough book
0: Yeah. yeah so i've heard a lot and, and I'm I'm trying to to take that um lesson and, and as I speak with people and as I move forward as an ally that as your your work and your life it is trying and the patience that you must have to constantly uh answer all of these questions. Um that I'm not, I'm not saying this very well, I'm falling over my words here. Um I had heard an African American um, woman giving a, a lecture saying, um, in a way, I'm exhausted having to, to explain how
1: you can help us. Yeah, the emotional labour thing. I
0: don't want to h- – how about you do some research and you as a white person or a person with privilege work out some ways that you can help um, because I've got other jobs that I need to do. <laughs> so that's a short – the Cliff Notes version of her speech. Yes. Um, and I was wondering, you know, without doing that to you, are there a few things that you could perhaps say to, to our listeners, things that you absolutely – It makes you cringe when people do it or things that you think that we could be doing, that we could be doing better as allies in Australia.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, I get that. I get
0: that. Um, Sorry, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, but I didn't mean to do it. You're
2: right. No, you're right. Um, I think, what can I say? I think the thing to do is to get behind and um, you know, allied to the movements that are happening that yeah. are led by Amplify. the
1: community.
2: Yep. Yeah. And um, you know, to get involved to where you're invited to be involved, and to um, I mean, all the kind of I mean, it sounds. Like basic stuff, but I suppose people need to hear yeah, it. We need basic if, shit for people. Yeah, Let's be if real. you hear if you hear racism, if you see racism happening, call it out. Mm. If you, you know, um, your voice—not your—I should say people's voice—who are non-indigenous have a voice that is heard mm. more, unfortunately, than the indigenous voice. Yeah. So your voice has power. Mm-hmm. Use it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, I can't stress enough. There's there's so many movements happening. Uh, there's there's numerous communities dealing with their own shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's numerous communities that are fighting for their lands, fighting for sacred for sacred lands, like sacred sites are getting demolished every day. It's hideous.
1: Yeah, like the birthing trees. Or the
2: trees. The trees. Exactly. So. There, there are movements. There are, um, there are, there are the communities out there, and they need, they need uh, the allyship. They need money yep, as yep. well. Like yep. we need money to do this I'm stuff because that's that. so, yeah. what we're living in—a society that fund that is, you know, driven by money. And we need down. that for for so many different things. Bringing out, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, bringing people to country to do this work that in itself we need funding just for. money for fuel transport exactly, we need to get people exactly. down accommodation there. because we don't Food. always have property yep. owned by us in the lands that we belong to so we even need to pay for accommodation when we're visiting countries sometimes oh
0: what a kicker but, as well you yeah, have is. to it's pay to I mean unless camp.
2: <laughs> but <Yes>. um <laughs> but yeah so i mean there's so many little little just little basic things that people could do that will make a huge difference and um, I think the things not to do. Oh God!
0: <laughs> what can I say? Start saying deadly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Start
2: wearing red, black, and yellow. No.
0: Start wearing Aboriginal flag T-shirts <laughs>
2: everywhere. It's not a yeah. That's nice actually. It's like a
0: nice. No, you like um, that? It's an. It's a nice <laughs> thing when you see it. But
2: yeah. Um. I guess. Uh, Well, I have uh, maybe when, when, okay, I'm thinking of an example when I was talking to somebody about I think it was appropriation and I was explaining what not to do and what what we shouldn't do. Somebody was asking something and I was replying and I'm sorry, I don't have the details in my brain, Uh but I had a friend who's white who was sitting next to me and I could tell wanted to say something but they shut up. And they let me talk, and I kind of lost my words. And I turned to that person and I said, "You you know about this stuff? Can you talk?" And then yeah. she loaded out what she what she wanted to say. Exactly. But she waited, kind of, for me to say, "Can you talk on this?" Like I am exhausted, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is exhausting, but it's also it's also important to talk to. Somebody.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is exhausting.
0: I think yeah. that, yeah, all around it's important to keep talking, keep keep yeah. dialogues open. I think, you know, we're getting to that point, whether it's because of technology, I'm going to sound like an, a grandma here, or it is because <laughs> of the fact that um, we have a fear of fucking up or making mistakes. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Just, it's that perfect just say thing. hello. Like you were saying, yeah, doing everything perfectly and doing everything, mm. you know, even your activism in the right way and mm. doing it. Um, it's more important to show up and to try and to, mm. to speak to people yeah, absolutely. And make eye contact
2: yeah. <laughs> with folks and actually
1: have a conversation relationships um, are vital in all of this oh yes.
2: absolutely yeah absolutely so if you're wanting to like get involved in and in help a movement and you know um you know ally with the community yeah, following those relationships, going to the barbecues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, we, if we, we put on, I don't know why black holes, we put on a lot of barbecues and teas <laughs> <laughs> and stuff. But they're there for a purpose, like to bring people in, yep. people who want to get involved yeah. in community things and such. Go, go to them. Go it's to the barbecues
1: opening. are awesome. That's very-
2: yeah. Yeah, like go to the openings of exhibitions. Go to all these things that are, you know, public for public events for people to come to, you know. Mm. Go to them. Get involved. Yep. Get amongst it, folks. Get amongst
1: it. So, Sal, it's been so lovely having you and I'd love you to spruik yourself, which might be uncomfortable, but, you know. No, we want
0: to hear everything you've got going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, tell us like how... What's your website? What's What's, my
2: website?
0: How can people find you and see
1: your beautiful art?
2: Yeah. Okay. So my website is www.bogongmothart.com.au. And on the website you'll get links to my Etsy page, links to events that I'm running. Um, at, At the end of June I'm starting an expressive arts series of workshops um, in the meditation space at Campbelltown that people can come along to. Um, I run monthly goddess groups with the lovely Suzanne Ray at the meditation space that anyone um, who is women or experienced life as, as woman or is non-binary and um, drawn to feminine sentient workings, they're invited to come along. It's a monthly group and um what else i'm doing a lot i've got a meditation class i'm always available for oh i'm screwing myself a lot here i'll so it. Do, it. do it i'm always available for um uh commissioned artworks as well and workshops so yeah find me and on on facebook it's Bogomoth moth art
1: and holistic services and aren't you coming up to this region <laughs> soon
2: I am. I'm going to the um, the witches' ball. Up that's up that way, up oh, in uh, England. Yeah. Is it, so at I'll I'll... Is it the Tivoli again this year? Sorry, it's at the Tivoli again this year. Yes, Did I guess think? so. Awesome. <laughs> and, and
1: Sal, what are you? What are you doing there?
2: I'm coming up. I think I'm having a talk. I'm doing a bit of a talk about you know connection to country again, and awesome. um, yeah, and about witchcraft and, awesome. and my place in it. <laughs> oh, Love okay, that.
1: that's great.
2: Yeah. So Brisbaneites, we will get to see you soon. Yeah.
1: Yes. Awesome. I mean, I have some of your art. I have some of your earrings. I have a beautiful emu feather necklace from you. Mm. And I got one of those amazing, um, like, the, it's almost like a mandala. What do you call it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, well, that was the idea. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Um, what a gift. I should take a picture of it and put it on to the Yeah, Antibody let's make Lance sure we post some on Antibody Facebook Antibody page. Lance. Mm. Anyway, so much love to you. It was Sal. so lovely to
2: to meet you thank properly you. and well, to have you to on the podcast. To to you thank you. I like this podcast. Oh, thank you, darling.
0: <laughs> I'm, we'll pay I'm you later. Missing... Okay. We'll pay you later for saying all the nice <laughs> things. But <laughs> I think invoice. <laughs> thank you so much. We might um we might get you back on yeah, again I if that's so. okay. There's a lot more I think to think talk There's lots about. more to dive into. We'll get over our nerves and our tech issues and
2: yes.
0: <laughs> and we will have you back wonderful thank you so much thank you so much do have a good night bye honey honey.
1: well that was lovely
0: oh my goodness she's so wonderful
1: i love sal so much
0: what a lovely lovely person every time
1: i see her i'm just like oh what a breath of fresh air oh she is that's exactly (laughs) what it felt like Oh, it's just relaxing. I
0: feel like we've um we've got so much that we can talk to her about and we only just Oh yeah, I, the I, I was
1: like, "Oh, we could have a whole thing on cultural appropriation because yeah, I could go on about that." And about like like spirits of place. Yes, I wanted to go back and to that. And she has ah oh, just just everything.
0: Everything. There's everything. always so much to talk Let's about. Let's smash
1: out a reading.
0: Let's do a little reading
1: for Matthew. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm doing it now. That's right. <laughs> so, we put the word out and um a, a person that I know yeah, got a in. A friend of ours,
1: who's just a currently person. in Britain.
0: He's in the good old London town, and um, we're missing him heaps. So this this little reading's going out to um, to Matt. So I've brought in all my gear. I'm just going to move my. With my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So it's very tech and it's very new in here. i yeah, it's so
1: old and new. Dirty,
0: like my dirty deer hide and yeah. um, herbs. I don't know, I've crunched some herbs up in here at some point and then my bones have fallen out. I've got fox teeth on, on the floor and here we go. So I'm going to use my cards and also do some casting of my bits and bobs. Um, And obviously this is going to be a little bit easier for me because I will be able to tune into Matthew's energy um, as I have read for him before.
1: Um, We'll have a little look. What does Matt most need to know?
0: Drama, drama, drama. (laughs) (laughs) I know you didn't want me to say that, my darling. But
1: No, he he can deal. He can deal
0: fudge 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 okay look look and listen because it comes good at the end right but first up we do have nine of swords okay um i know you've always got lots on your mind but this is about letting some of those those issues and some of those questions and some of those things go and moving forward with strength and with no doubt that's what I want to say for you. Um, you have spirits as well around you, but that's nothing new for you. So for me, I, this would be a card of of disturbances during sleep, not sleeping well, uh, having visitation, whether it's while you're conscious or while you're asleep. Um, but more than more than anything, I would want you to take a breath, and we need to release. Because I have weight, I have weight on my shoulders here, um, and like Spirit just says to me, then exactly what you don't want to hear is that your troubles go with you, and that's happened for me. Doesn't matter where you travel in the world, if if those things are on your heart and on your back, if um, and the black dogs chasing you, it, it will find you. So it's best to turn and, and face it. Um, so facing of, of those things and release. And forge ahead, middle card, forge ahead. So I have princess of swords, but inverted. You have such strength and you have um, such an enigmatic presence. You you can cut through a room, right? You can do that. You know that you have that ability. So make sure that you're using it. Use that sword, whip it out, slash it around. We need to cut through all the bullshit and the red tape and get down to it because you know exactly in your heart what it is that you want and what you want to achieve, so do it. And finally, as I said, it would come good. We have the moon, and and in my deck here I'm using the um, goddess tarot. It's actually the first tarot um, cards I was ever given um, when I was 16. So I've had them with me a long time, and and my moon card is, of course, Diana the Huntress. Um, For me she is – Usually a card where I would be talking about other things, but I, you know exactly who this goddess is. You know um, that she is Lalune, that she is the constant. And you have to run and be self-sufficient and hunt together and, and do all this stuff on your own, but you're fearless and you are the hunter, not the hunted. So remember that. Trust your intuition. Listen to those dreams because I do feel as though you are being given messages that you're – not that you're not receiving because you're definitely getting them, but I want you to, f- again, follow through with some of the things that you're being given. I'm just going to cast my bones to be sure. I use, I do like to do a combination usually in my readings so I'll make sure that I'll do both. Usually I get to drop these from a bit more of a height, so but it will work the same. Mm. Yeah, look, again, a piece of big chunk of moonstone sits next to a backbone, next to a key. <laughs> And it's right on. I have almost like a medicine wheel burned into this uh, deer hide, and this is the cross or the the plane on which I cast. And this is all sitting right on that. What do you call it? Like a sight, like a scope on a gun. This is the the crux, the heart of the matter, and closest to you. So. Um, it's it's reaffirming what i said in the reading with the cards it's it's letting me know that that you know exactly what it is that you have your gifts and your talents and um your spiritual nature and that we need to stop faffing around and get on with it because there's such power here. There's uh, my lodestones and my hematite all um, sitting close to it. So things will be attracted to you. What you need comes to you. So again, you know, um, don't panic. Um, things will work out. Opportunities will be given to you. You'll run into the right people in the right places. Um, there's also my hagstone that, that came from from England. So this is also a part of ancestral trauma, ancestral healing and your connection to your family that comes from there. So use this time well because they're very close to you as we speak, as I do this reading. So thank that,
1: you, Brodie-Ann. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for being brave enough and willing enough to yes, have that thank you. happen on air.
0: And for me to, yeah. And I forgot midway through the read that I'm allowed to swear.
1: Of course you are. I know. I forgot.
0: <laughs> I started going fluff and Faffity, fucking around, fuck. Stop fucking around and uh, get on with it and enjoy because there's lots of wonderful things. That on was the that was good.
1: Um, so we've come to the end of our episode. Episode fucking five. Episode
0: fucking five. Who would have thunk it?
1: Well, lots of people. Apparently.
0: I know it's really wonderful. And do you know what? I've had a couple of things while you've been away where people have come into the shop and I've been chatting away about other things, and someone's come up and gone. Um, do you do a podcast? And I'm like, <laughs> what? I swear to God, someone said yeah, that, and yeah. it was it was our voices, so Aww. that did the trick. So it's really amazing and wonderful. Keep coming up and saying hi, come into the shops and see us, and uh, please do find us on Facebook um, and also our email, which is
1: antipodeanartspodcast Arts Podcast at gmail dot com.
0: Beautiful. Uh, and let us know if, if there's anything, again, that you would like us to talk about, a guest that you'd like us to have on. Are you that guest? Do you think yeah. you'd be a great person? And you Especially
1: think- if you're from the Antipodes. We'd really yeah, like to hear you.
0: We really would.
1: Um, also, I have two things um, happening in um, this region uh, directly after this podcast comes out. Mm-hmm. One is um, I have a traditional witchcraft two-day intensive at Eclectica. Um, which is like going from 11 to four, both days on the last weekend of July, I think. And, um, that will be quite thorough. And also everything I do is always very practical. So there's a lot of trance technique, a lot of, um, history and law. Cause I'm a nerd and I think it's really important. And a lot of like, there'll be a lot of spellcraft. And then I'm also running an elements of magic course, um, In the middle of August as well, uh, which is an introduction to witchcraft and magic and earth based spirituality, especially in the reclaiming lens. So those are two things I'm running uh, in the coming months. Is there anything that you want to share?
0: Yeah, I realised I hadn't spoken about olden ways, which is something I'll probably do in the next episode a little bit more. But if you wanted to, I mean, it's it's hard to find um, handmade tools, magical tools in the antipodes sometimes, and in Australia it, it is it is kind of tricky. So olden ways is a shot that. Um, my fiance, Damien Hammond and I have, we make athames, um, boleens, they're stunning, ritual items.
1: And you do uh, it often spell work. for like, you do it by, com- um, commission. commission. Yeah. So
0: it's, The right stones, the right wood, the things Mm. that you need. So, if you want to find our work, we have a Facebook page, Olden Ways. Yeah, the Olden Ways. I'm also going to be teaching some classes coming up at Eclectica. So, I've done a candle magic Mm. uh, class uh, since we last spoke, and there will be more. I'm trying, I'm aiming to do one once a month Mm. on a Thursday night, and that will be coming up soon.
1: Yay! And we'll we'll post on our page too. We will.
0: And I promise we will have. The Instagram for the podcast set up <laughs> We're both by the next so
1: techno-illiterate. I
0: tried before we did this, literally before we started talking tonight, and it didn't work again. So that's it. We will do our best before next yeah. week. We might need to get some help. Ash, help. <laughs> moi. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. We lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky
1: without the dark and.
0: I'm the, I the, the,
2: wolf sky. the wolf sky.
0: This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky.